0: Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS
1: EFM. So what next for Colombia, whose president has just won the Nobel Peace Prize but whose peace is looking... Fragile at best, Mr. Lloyd Belton is a Latin America political and country risk analyst at SRM Intelligence and Risk Consulting Limited, a UK incorporated business intelligence and risk management firm, in case you're interested in the background there. But Mr. Belton, let me start by introducing you. Good morning to you from Seoul.
0: Good morning. Thanks for
1: having me on. Well, our pleasure to have your expertise. Uh, There was obviously a lot of hope around this, what might have been an historic peace deal between FARC rebels and uh, the Colombian... Government led by the president, it fell apart as a result of a public vote. How much of a surprise was that? Firstly,
0: it was it was a surprise to everyone. Uh, I think many Colombian voters, uh, you know, international observers like myself as well. Uh, the the polls, running up to the referendum, uh, suggested that the momentum was you know heavily in favour of of the yes the yes uh, camp. And, uh, you know, with some polls suggesting that there was a two to one, two to one margin. And, uh, you know, there was a whole bunch of fanfare around, especially around the sign of the peace deal on the 26th of September in Carcohena. Uh You know, there was, and there was both optimism locally and internationally that, you know, we'd be seeing the final weeks or the final few moments of of this conflict between the government and the FARC.
1: I mean, did there need to be a public vote on this particular question? Is this something that uh, the government could unilaterally have pushed through this deal, do you think?
0: Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, you know, According to the Constitution, Santos, uh, President Juan Manuel Santos didn't actually have to pass this through a referendum. You know, the question is, why did he do it? And I, and I believe the reason he did it was as a statement to demonstrate that there was you know, public support, at least the majority of support for the deal uh no so it wasn't necessary however now that, it, that the referendum failed to pass there is it is constitutionally binding in the fact that the current peace deal has to be rene- renegotiated now and the question is well what will government do next will it hold another referendum or will it do what maybe it ought to have done and just pass it directly through uh you know the legislature which is probably an easier and easier uh, an easier route for them given You know, this is the second failure of a referendum, or at least an unexpected referendum result twice in the year following Brexit now.
1: Indeed. And, well, we still have the US presidential election to come, don't we? (laughs) But um, as as, as far as uh, this public sentiment is concerned, though, how far would they likely dig their heels in, either through protests or, or otherwise, if FARC was to get what they consider to be an easy ride? Is, is there this feeling that they've been terrorized by this group for so long that they want to effectively ensure justice is done?
0: It's a good question. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure if we if you look back and, uh, you know, if the current deal as it stood, if it had passed or, if it, you know, if it's just if Santos decides to, you know, pass it through the legislature, regardless of the referendum result. Uh, what kind of, you know, what kind of reaction there would be from the no, the no camp and no supporters? Just say, uh, you know, prior to the, to the referendum, there uh, there were protests, there were rallies organised by the likes of Alvaro Uribe, who's former president, and current senator, who led the no campaign. But you know, there, there wasn't any violence. So, you know, there is a big question about implementation of the of the current PC deal, especially you know, issues like land reform. Uh, in rural areas of the country, how that would be implemented, and I'm I definitely imagine that one would see strong opposition in rural areas, especially from large landowners, to some of the to some of the accords, uh, especially relating to um, to uh, to land re- land restri- restri- redistribution, etc. Mm. But also, yes, I mean, the bigger question is if the likes of you know FARC, according to the current peace agreement, would be allocated at least 10 seats in Congress and you, know, the likes of uh, Timochenko, the leader of the FARC could also hypothetically have run according to the current agreement that, as I said, hasn't been ratified into law obviously, but he could you know potentially run for presidency in, uh, in two thousand and eighteen even yeah. uh, and that's I think when you would definitely see a lot of strong op- opposition and and, and uh, strong protests across the country if that was, you know if that was to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got a couple of quotes here from enraged Colombians who very much did not want this deal, just to give us a sense of the sentiment. Um, one saying, I want peace, but not if it means kneeling down to the guerrillas. Santos has divided and deceived the country. Um, another a woman's brother and her uncle were kidnapped by FARC in the 90s, were freed only after a costly ransom payment, and said they need to change the accord so that there's some kind of punishment for those who committed these crimes. As far as um, FARC are concerned, if this deal does fall apart, how quickly are we going to see a return to conflict and violence? Has there already been a suggestion of that since the referendum failed?
0: Well, since the referendum failed, uh, I I believe within perhaps 48 hours, uh, the FARC command ordered many of its militants to uh, withdraw from uh, what were going to be the demobilization areas back into uh, strongholds um, and I think that was done as a preventative measure to you know prevent any potential uh, you know isolated conflict with security forces etc mm. but uh, as far as, as far as one can see now uh, there is a lot of um, there's a commitment both on the FARC and the government side and uh, on the opposition side to, to continue the negotiations so uh, yes we've got the looming issue of the fact that the current ceasefire which is in place uh Santos said that will end at the end of at the end of uh, october so unless another another ceasefire is broken in the, in the interim we could potentially see uh, a return to a return to conflict uh, on from first of november onwards however i would just say given how much uh, work has been put into you know four years four plus years of negotiations that is there is a real will on all sides uh for this, for this peace, peace deal not to break down. However, mm. I would just say that, given that we're going to have to see a renegotiation of the terms, and, you know, as per, as per the opposition's demands, those terms have to be harsher. There have to be, you know, we're talking about uh, demands that the FARC is not involved in politics at all, that FARC militants and even some of their leaders go to jail. And the question is, you know, whether or not the FARC high command and militants uh, throughout the country are going to accept those demands. Mm. I'm quite skeptical of of whether uh, you know, many militants are going to, you know, as per the previous agreement, they would yeah, would have been able to uh, confess their crimes and and avoid many of them avoid jail. Now, according to the, many of the, to some of the demands of the opposition, that would not happen. So, yes, we're likely to see, I think, potential splintering of of far groups in the coming coming weeks and months uh, as the far as the term the terms are renegotiated, and I think. You know, we've already seen that uh, one of the only incidents of violence actually on the election day was a FARC splinter group attacking a polling station in uh, the southeast of the country. Right. But, uh, sorry, just to, you know, to, uh, just to sum up there, I think we're unlikely to see a return to, to the conflict we saw in, in, the, in the mid-2000s uh, straight away. Um, we're going to see isolated incidents unless, as I said, there's, a, there's another ceasefire broke it, It's really up to the government uh, and the FARC leaders to maintain order both within their ranks so that those incidents don't escalate back into all that war.
1: Finally, does this all make a, a mockery yet again, many would argue, of the Nobel Peace Prize? Um, the fact that we're even at this stage uh, with a very uncertain peace process president juan manuel santos not only celebrating within his country but you know being celebrated outside it initially
0: yeah it's, it's an interesting one um it's, it's definitely you know as i think the nobel prize committee has acknowledged it's a political move uh, it's a political move to try and you know breathe life into the peace agreement um santos you know within within hours of uh, Accepting and, and getting the award, said that it was dedicated to the Colombian people, not only himself, uh, and you know, as, as the Nobel Prize committee as well has said it's it's not so much recognition of uh, peace having been won because it hasn't been won, but the the amount of effort uh, you know being put, by especially by Juan Manuel Santos into the peace deal, I and mean, he's he's bet oh, his whole entire political capital uh, and and his you know his legacy on this peace deal. Um, it remains to be seen whether or not that pays off. Uh, he was very close, but um, uh, I'm I'm somewhat optimistic. Uh, it's definitely not the end of the of the of the peace negotiations. We've uh, Mr.
1: hopefully
0: uh, hopefully something can be brokered.
1: Mr. Belton, thank you very much for joining us today. Pleasure. Thanks. Great to have your expertise. As I said before, Mr. Lloyd Belton, SRM Intelligence and Risk Consulting Limited, based in the UK right now, uh, keeping a close uh, eye on developments over there in South America and Colombia. If you've got any questions that you want to put to us, you can tweet us at EFM this morning. Maybe you'd like to have your say right now as well by text PANDASHARP1013 for 51 per message.